Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have Dr. Christina Murphy. She is a two-time winner of the Columbus Marathon and a two-time qualifier for the U.S. Olympic Trials. And she's also a former teammate of mine on the Bloom Carroll High School track team. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. The story of my life, I take her All right, Steph, I'm excited for this. I know. This is good. This is good. (laughs) This is the name that came up that you brought up. I wanted to talk to her. You absolutely want to talk to her. Yep. What else do we need to tell folks? (gasps) You guys, and I know you're going to get sick of this, but our book is out. You met her where? Yes. So it is out on Amazon.com, on KevinAndSteph.com. So please, please, please check it out. We are so proud of it. And we think you'll really enjoy it. If you want a good laugh. Go get that book. Yes. If you want to laugh, y'all, get the book. You have nothing else to do during quarantine season. But read. But read. That's so right. read our book. And feel encouraged. Yes. With that being said, let me introduce this next guest. She is a woman with many talents. She's a chiropractor, a runner, a wife, mother to two daughters. She's a two-time winner of the Columbus Marathon and a two-time qualifier for the U.S. Olympic Trials. She is also a proud product of the... Bloom Carroll High School. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to tell us a good story, Dr. Christina Murphy. Hi, guys. Oh, we are so excited. I want to tell people how we met Christina. Please. Go okay. Ahead. So, I, y'all know I work out and I was having some major issues with my back, and I'm not the type of person to just not work out, it's not in my blood. I have to work out. And some of the chiropractors I've seen would always say, you just need to take time off. You need to take time off. And I didn't like that answer. So when I was at the gym, one of the people I work out with, his name's Jason. He's like, I've got the perfect person for you. I go see her. She literally heals my body. I'm like, will (laughs) she tell me to stop working out? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I want to meet this woman. He's like, her name is Dr. Christina Murphy. She's by campus. You have to go see her. And then she would tell me different ways of doing a certain workout or exercise so I could continue to work out. And I'm like, I've got to tell everyone about her. Tell her about the end of the conversation. The end of the conversation. Oh, so she's like, connected the dots to me. Sorry. She's so good. So... She was like, I got to ask you, are you married to Kevin Mason? I'm like, yes, I am. I'm like, how did you know? She's like, I went to school with a Kevin Mason and I just had to ask. And I'm like, did you go to Bloom Carroll? And she said, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yep. I married Kevin Mason. So Dr. Christina, she comes home all excited, (laughs) as you can imagine, right? She wakes up this way. I know. She's like, do you know a Dr. Murphy? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> do you know a Dr. Christina Murphy? Nope, do not. Nope. <laughs> She's like, well, she said she went to high school with you. I'm like, I don't know Christina Murphy. So I started to I'm explain like, you. I'm like, oh my gosh, babe. She's super cute, very fit, lean, tiny. He's like, oh, do you mean Christina Phillips? No, no, you had to, you had to keep. Oh, did I keep going? She was a runner. A runner, yes. I said she ran. She was, yes. And so I'm like, I remember Christina Phillips. 
So Christina Phillips and I, my claim to fame stuff is <laughs> Dr. Christina <laughs> Phillips Murphy. We were on the same track team my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just jotted down here uh, my high school accomplishments. So between Dr. Christina and I combined, we were a three-time state qualifier <laughs> in track. And uh, we were all state one time. In, in high school on, on our track team. Now, if you took you out of the equation, how many of those? We was- would still be a three-time state qualifier <laughs> <laughs> on the track team. So, Dr. Stina, it is so good to see you. It's so good to see you guys. So good. Oh, my gosh. So, to be honest, I, of course, you were younger than me, okay? And I remember Dr. Christina as being the track cross-country athlete and in this group of people who you knew they're going to be like the valedictorians of the high school. And I think her group of friends, you probably had to have like a 3.9 or whatever to probably be her group of friends. So you- I definitely, I think I brought that average down in high school. I'm not sure. but yeah. <laughs> So I forgot about Christina until I think I saw an article and this was several years ago. And I, it was like a picture and I'm like, that woman looks like she's running pregnant. Is that right? Oh, and then yes. I look, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I know that woman. <laughs> Like that's Christina Phillips. No, it's not. It's Christina Murphy. Yeah. Is so. Is that? Am, am I making stuff up or did, no, did that happen? Did you run the Cronus Marathon uh, or something? No. Pregnant or? I think they had an article. They interviewed me about training during pregnancy. So I ran a half marathon after my like, three months after my. Well, I ran one three months after my first daughter was born. Cap City. Oh my gosh. And actually won, and that was before I'd really had much <laughs> running success. That's what it was. What? Yes. That's what it was. What? Yeah, and then I ran the Columbus Marath or the Columbus Half Marathon three months after Winnie was born, and I didn't win that one, but I I did pretty well for myself. And I think somebody knew that I had trained through pregnancy, and so they asked me some questions about it. And it's I love talking about that stuff. Like I had such a positive experience. I mean, I know not everybody loves exercising while pregnant, but I I mean I felt really good. So I mean I felt yeah. good. I mean, I I worked out my entire pregnancy. I'm not running half a marathon. Half marathon when I am. It wasn't during. No, no, no. It doesn't matter, Still. girlfriend. It. I'm trying to run a mile after three months of having a child, no. and you're running a half marathon. What, Girl, when did you start training then after you delivered? Well, I <laughs> I kind of like. Ran most of the way through, and then I think I took like a week or two to, you know, go on some walks and hit the elliptical, and then I started and, and running again. Yeah, very. How far yeah. would you? How far would you run when you were pregnant? Um, it was different, so I definitely listened to my body. But I would say so towards the end of my first pregnancy, um, I had some back pain, and it was. If you've had pregnancy back pain, you know it's not something you're going to do a whole lot through that. Um, so I would get in the pool instead. With my second mm-hmm. daughter, I felt pretty good the whole way. So I mean, I like I would have runs that were you know 12 to 15 miles long, and then ones that days I took off and days I did maybe three miles. But it was just I kind of let my body dictate. Oh my oh goodness! Oh my yeah. goodness! I know what you did though. I, you're you're kind of a tough chick. Girlfriend, You're nothing doing some like you. swings and no, that's true. <laughs> I totally yes. was thinking yeah, I know. that is nothing that's not running half marathon. No, it's not to me. That You're would be hard. Amazing. So, D- Dr. Christina, I was trying to search for stats 
on you, a bio on you. And one thing I found, of course, you're a, a big time runner. In, in our opinion, you are a big well, time thanks, runner, guys. Christina. Um, and you have a equally huge social media presence is what I found <laughs> out. So, like, no, folks, <laughs> folks, I'm looking at, I'm looking for social media here, okay? And Dr. Christine on Instagram has seven posts <laughs> on her Instagram page. And, and back in 2015, she tweeted nine times. So, needless to say, I couldn't find anything from your personal social media pages. My apologies. Because, probably because she's running the whole time. That's probably, probably. why. Probably. That's probably why. However, I did find some interesting articles, your bio, a uh, bio page on uh, like the U- uh, US Olympic trials team. So personal bests stuff, 5K, which is what? 3.1 miles? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. 3.1 miles. 16 minutes, 51 seconds. Dude. That's like a warm up. That's probably <laughs> yeah. a warm up for you, quite honestly. Five <laughs> no, K. No. So that's a five minute twenty five second average mile. Okay. Five twenty five. And she runs a half marathon. One hour, sixteen minutes, oh. twenty nine seconds. That is the average mile, five minutes, fifty seconds. Oh. Then we go to the marathon. She ran a two hour, thirty nine minutes, fifteen <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Marathon, probably while pregnant. <laughs> That's an average six minute, five second mile. I can't imagine. That is incredible, Dr. Christina. Ah, thanks, guys. I can't imagine. So, so you're, <clears throat> when you're doing these trainings yeah. and you're going for like the marathon, like the Columbus Marathon, is it your goal to win? Is it your goal? Like, what are your goals or yeah. your objectives when you're training? So it depends on the race. So more recently I had the Olympic trials in Atlanta and that goal was more, um, I kind of wanted to be in a top percentage. So, you know, with that kind of a race and at the type of runner I am that the Olympics is not, that's not going to happen. Um, that's not a possibility. So you kind of gauge where you should be in that field. So for the Columbus marathon, I mean, I'd be lying if I said anytime I ran it, I wasn't trying to win. So, Uh um, the goal is, it changes. Sometimes I'll focus more on time if I'm trying to get a personal best or trying to hit a certain pace or race a certain way. Um, but I think when it comes down to that day, I always am just kind of like, okay, whatever happens today, I'm going to try and win. Gosh, here's what didn't make sense to me. As I'm doing my <laughs> research. I find a picture from you winning the 2018 marathon and you're crossing the finish line. And you've got this little tank top on and your shorts on and gloves. <laughs> They're like right? Mickey Mouse. Fans. And then, <laughs> yes. And then I, and then I started reading the article and it said that the race was 34 degrees. And I'm like, yeah. why is she wearing tank top and shorts? And then these Mickey Mouse gloves on. What, yeah. what am I missing here? What, so I, I was feeling the same way about it. So we had two uniform top choices. There was a full tank and then kind of a crop top. And the girls that I was running with on my team were like, yeah, we'll wear the crop top. Like we always get super hot when we're out there. Like it's, you know, you always get really warm during the marathon. And there was not, and then I had throwaway garden gloves that I was going to just cast off. Like you always put something extra on that you don't want to keep. You're just, I still have them by the way. And that you're just going to throw up to the side and then they'll, you know, Goodwill will take them or they might, whatever. 
And so I have these huge garden gloves and arm warmers and my uniform on and I kept running and I was like, well, I'm not ready to ditch these yet. <laughs> and I, I honestly think that day I was cold the entire time and I got done and I was just, I mean, I had a ton of adrenaline and they're like, you should probably get inside. <laughs> kind of chilly. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what those were. Those were garden gloves. Those weren't like track specific <laughs> cross country no. running gloves. <laughs> those were garden gloves. <laughs> From Menards, they were just in <laughs> my <laughs> closet. <laughs> no, I, they they did look thick. Um, yeah, I just thought they were. They were in the closet that day, and I was like, oh, yeah. I need these. They almost look like like goalie gloves. Yes, kinda. yeah. They didn't have like the the protection from thorns per se, but they were like definitely a garden <laughs> glove type liner. So yeah, oh my still gosh. have them. That's so funny. So when you're training for either the Columbus Marathon or U.S. Olympic trials, mm-hmm. right? What, what's your, what's your training? Like how many miles are you running a week? Yeah. So it's different. So previous to this training buildup for my most recent race, I kind of, I read a lot of different books and I kind of just developed like my own training. So I just follow my own thing. Um, which was usually somewhere between 75 and 85 miles. And you've got one long run, maybe one fast day. And then usually during that immediate three month buildup, I don't have days off unless I'm injured or I think I'm getting sick or something like that. And then for the most recent race, I actually followed a train, uh, training plan by a guy named Ben Rosario who coaches some really fast people. Um, they're called Northern Arizona elite. And he had this plan available for purchase. And I know enough about him that I was like, I really, I want to try this. This guy knows, knows what he's talking about. And so um, that plan got me up to a hundred miles, I think a couple times, but I also wow. had a couple built in days off and, um, there were some two a days, which isn't something I normally do where you maybe run eight or nine miles for me during my lunch break at work. And then another four in the evening after I put the kids to bed, just a couple times a week to kind of shake out the legs a little bit and add some extra miles without beating you up. You know what? So. I did the same, I did the same you, thing you when did, I was, I, I, I think you did that in track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh don't yeah i don't know how so do you have like what's your lunch break at work so i build it in so i might start work at 7 20 or 8 20 depending on the day my husband and i kind of alternate who drops the kids off at school and then we're there anywhere probably between four and five and fridays we leave even earlier because i like to pick the kids up from school so i would take like an hour and a half to a two-hour break in the middle of the day and I would go down two blocks to the gym, change there, run from there through town, and then shower and go right back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. So go ahead. I'm no, sorry. no, go ahead. What's amazing to me is not only have you qualified twice in for the U.S. Olympic trials, but you also won the Columbus Marathon. But to do it at age thirty-six and forty, yeah, that is incredible because. Steph and I had a moment a couple years ago, Dr. Christina, and again, I'm, I'm older than both of y'all, but we had this moment while we're watching uh, the NCAA tournament and NBA draft where it hit us like, oh my gosh, we're old, right? <laughs> because they would show, they would pan the stands and you would see the parents of the kids playing in a college basketball tournament. And, I'm like, and both of us were like, oh my gosh, that that's us now. Kid. That is yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, that could be my kid out there yeah. playing. 
And then this past year, we're watching some football game and won the tailback for Kentucky. They showed his parents in the crowd. I went to college with his dad in this, who was in the stands. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that could be our kid out there, right? Uh-huh. So when I'm thinking yeah. of you, you're still competing. You're still yeah. running against these kids. So like in, in the nice way, right? What, yeah. what does it feel like when you're running against these kids in college and you've got your two little girls, your two daughters out there you're cheering, cheering you on cheering yeah. for you. and you're still beating all these college kids and young kids like that. Yeah. That's amazing. I think one of the unique things about our sport, uh, especially with distance running is that you get so much stronger. So we, you know, we always talk about like old man strength or old lady strength. And right. I really feel like if you can learn how to kind of, we automatically kind of get that strength, especially if you continue training and pushing through. I mean, life gets harder. Like I always say, if you would take my day-to-day life right now and make my 18 year old self live it, I would be in the fetal position in the corner. Just like, (laughs) I can't do it. You know, it's like, you just kind of get a little more grit and a little more resilience. And I definitely don't recover as quickly as I would have 15 or 20 years ago. But I think as long as you learn how to really listen to your body and know when, okay, this pain signifies injury, or maybe this pain or discomfort is just because I'm working way harder than I really want to work, but it's going to be good for me. If you can distinguish those things and um, kind of learn from previous mistakes and previous injuries, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to try again in four more years. You know, it's like, it's fun and I have no pressure and I would not have enjoyed it this much 10 years ago. There's no way because I would have been more about, you know, okay, what can I do here? Like, I still feel competitive, but I also am like, oh, my kids are seeing me work hard. Like, I want to be able to do it all. I want to have a job and take care of the kids. And I like the juggle. I think if my whole life were built around the running part, it'd probably not be as much fun, you know? So keeping it in its proper place in my life makes it, there's not as much pressure. It's just kind of my thing. The first time you made it to the Olympic trials. What was that feeling like? So I qualified during my first marathon and I, that was Columbus in 2013. And Charlie was about a year and a half. And I had always told my husband, if I ever say I'm going to run a marathon, tell me not to. Like, I, I was like <laughs> sure that that was not going to be, I was like, my knee will explode. There's no way I'll be able to withstand it. And then out of nowhere, I was like, I think I really want to run a marathon. And I think I want to qualify for the trials. And he's like, okay, like that's, (laughs) you can do it. (laughs) And so, (laughs) so I did, I did, I followed a training plan out of a book and I remember that whole race. There'd been just a bunch of stuff going on. My older brother had been in a pretty bad farm accident and anytime something, I feel like he's fine, but anytime something bad happens, you know, your life kind of gets put into perspective. And so that day I ran and I like tried, it sounds really cheesy and cliche, but I just tried to stay grateful the whole time and like, just do it. And when it didn't feel good, just, you know, try and appreciate the fact that I was able to go and run a marathon because some people can't. And I did the, it was the Columbus marathon and they've got those miles that were a different child's represented every mile. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's super moving. And so I was running and I was like, I still feel good. Oh, I still feel good. And I think probably the last three or four miles, I didn't feel great, but I was so happy, like coming down that straightaway because I hadn't expected to win. I wasn't sure if the trials was really a reasonable expectation. I was just going to try. So I was super happy and then totally uncomfortable with any attention after the fact because I had just never done anything like that. And so I didn't really want to talk about, you know, it's just 
and then four years or five years later doing the marathon in 2018, I, the whole training cycle, I kept trying to like think you know, on the rough days, like remember that feeling of when you finished and you crossed the line and you won. And so I was super emotional coming down that straightaway because it was all kind of coming to fruition. And I started like crying with my big Mickey Mouse gloves. And, <laughs> and the one, there's one picture that goes viral and it's like the ugliest cry you've ever seen. <laughs> but it was good. Oh. Wait, so, did you win 2013 too? Yes. yes. 13 yeah. and 18. You won 13. So your very first marathon. Yeah. And you win. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, hey, hubby, I think I might be pretty good at this. <laughs> right. But then I was like, let's have another baby. Like, right. <laughs> and so we did, like, right away. Oh, man. Yeah. So you made it to the Olympic trials. What was that feeling like? Well, yeah. And I, I would love to know, what what's it like there yeah. Right, yeah. with the top athletes, top runners in, in the United States? I think the first time around, it felt really surreal. I, I mean, I still at that point, I knew that the people who are going to be making it to the Olympics are a full 10 minutes faster, but it's still not a huge field that gets to go. And I mean, I was just so excited. I was so excited. And then getting there, um, kind of the same thing. It was just you're walking around and seeing familiar faces and runners that you're familiar with. And um, you, it's kind of just surreal because you don't, I don't know that you ever really feel like you belong there if you're kind of at the level that I'm at. But it's still like, that's the thing with a marathon is if you've got that first time, I think we had 200 entrants. And this most recent one, I think there were 440. 390. Yeah, three ninety finish. I saw three ninety. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Four forty. Oh, is that started. what it is? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think we lost a few during the race, but um, to drop out. Oh or, you know. Wow. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> <just> clarify. <laughs> they lost them. They killed over at mile twenty. <laughs> I, I better clarify that. <laughs> so, what is at that level? What's the drug testing and everything like? Once you get yeah. to to that level, what do they put you through? So. The only time I've ever gotten drug tested was I got third at Pittsburgh and they had a higher level of prize money. So that draws in a kind of quite a few people and sometimes a different crowd. Um, and so I was so flattered to be drug tested. And <laughs> <laughs> so they just, you know, like you finish and then they kind of escort you. Your little person doesn't leave you until you're able to pee in a cup and then you watch them separate it out and send it off. But for my level of running, like there's really, I'm not in that many races or finishing high enough where that would be an issue. Um, it's, I think that they're getting a little bit better about it. And when somebody is known, there was a group out of Kentucky that they were kind of known for um, using performance enhancing drugs. A lot of them were from other places and they had a coach who was maybe leading them down the wrong direction. Um, and it ended up coming out, somebody, you know, ticked off USADA. And so I don't, think most of them don't race the coach isn't allowed to coach so I would say um I'm sure it still happens but you know you just do your do your best and try to have faith yeah. in people that they're not doing it okay wow. what was the weather like in in Atlanta so it was that was what February yeah so the temperature was perfect it was high 40s low 50s but we had 30 okay. mile per hour wind gusts and oh, so no. it was wild. I mean, it felt like an obstacle course because it was um, 1,400 feet of elevation gain, which is, they said it's the toughest course in the world. They basically, it's like up and down the whole time. And then with the wind, I mean, occasionally it was at your back. So that felt great. 
Um, but then at one point, I know there'd be like a gust and there was an empty table that had had beverages on it that flew across the road. I mean, it was like, I've never run in anything like that before, but it kind of made it fun too. Oh, was it a gosh. pretty course? Um, it wasn't beautiful. It was loops. So it was three eight mile loops and then a two mile loop, but it was like lined with people. I mean, it was probably one of the better crowd supported races I've ever been in probably two or three people deep and they were just excited and cheering and really? yeah, it was really cool. And then the last now, four or five miles, it was just, I mean, I was, I was done. I was totally hit the wall. So do you like those courses where you're repeating or do you like it more like the Columbus marathon where it's all different the whole yeah. time? I think as far as a course goes, I'd rather it be all different, but if repeating means that you have people there, the whole time oh, versus yeah. running kind of with no one watching at you. Cause on those runs, you feel like you're on a training run and you kind of like, you know, you're trying to keep your, your momentum up and keep yourself pepped up. But at a race like this, you know, it's eight miles and it was really well attended. So there was no point where there wasn't somebody saying like, that doesn't know you. They just, you know, our names are on our bibs. And so it's like, come on Murphy. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> Except at the end, anyone that cheers for me at the end when I'm already dead, I just want to be like, leave me alone. <laughs> Don't look at me. I have a question. I have a question for you. I just lost it. Ah, it was such a good question. Oh, if when you're in the lead, are you ever like, okay, is this where I'm supposed to go, or are you like, oh my gosh, I better make yeah. like the right turn? Do you ever get not for Columbus because like- they have a motorcycle in front of you or a cyclist? But in, I've been in other races like that where you're just kind of like, did I, like, am I going the right way? And oh, man. Yeah. But usually in the bigger ones, they've got like what they call them like a bike escort. So it's either a motorcycle or a bicyclist who's beside you and kind of just ahead and you just kind of go where they go. Is it weird to have somebody like right there with you? Or is it I kind of like it. Do you? Yeah. Well, because you're the lead, right? Because it, it feels good. Well, like yeah. three three years ago, <laughs> I like was doing really well, and then I um, actually got a stress fracture at like mile 15 of Columbus in 2017, and I didn't know what to do, and I had this like moment of like, oh no, like maybe I just have a foot cramp, and I kept running, and I was like, nope, it's getting worse, so I like stopped and sat on the curb, and then I got up, and I was like, I mean, I have to get back to the finish line anyway, because that's where the kids are. And so one of the bike escorts who'd been with me before came back because he was like, are you okay? And I was just like, I don't know. (laughs) And so I finished and then I was, you know, in a boot or whatever. But my husband will, when I run Columbus, he'll ride his bike around the course. My parents will keep the kids and then he'll just show up at different places. And so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that day he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm, if I, if you talk to me, I'm going to cry. So I'll just see what the finish line. He's like, should you like stop and I was like just I'll see you see you at the finish line <laughs> it was a that's a what mile was that I think like 15 I figured is where I felt something kind of give in my foot so you had another 11 miles to go yeah I don't even remember like a lot of it I just was like trying to make jokes with people around me and oh yeah my it gosh. was yeah I mean I'm sure I said some inappropriate things too like I was pretty miserable <laughs> That's amazing. That reminds me of the tour to Black Lick that I did with you. Should I tell that story? Go ahead. It's a real it's quick. embarrassing. Do you want to be embarrassed? <laughs> because we can. I mean, there's no being embarrassed. Do you want to hear a good story? Yeah. You want to hear a good yeah. story, Dr. Tell Christina? me a good story. Well, I'm still- <laughs> <laughs> so 
my wife, of course, loves to bike ride. Loves to bike ride. And her endurance <laughs> is off the charts. Okay? Off the charts. So, this is what, maybe two years after we got married. Yeah, I would say. First probably. two years we got married. And she's like, Kevin, go on a bike ride. Please go on a bike ride with me. Okay, sure. I'm like, but Steph, don't like just lose me. Like, let's go for a nice ride, like through the neighborhoods. Yeah. Just be able to talk, chit chat. She's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So we, <laughs> so we get on our bikes, uh-huh. and uh, my wife's got her helmet on, gloves ready to go, and I've got like my hat on backwards, and like, like you know, we're just going for a little joyride here, right? So, yeah, 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 okay. So we get on this main road. So we had to get on Wagner Road yeah. for what, maybe half mile, yeah, and then go into another subdivision, and so. As we get on Wagner Road, I'm going, I'm going, and all of a sudden, I see my wife just getting smaller and smaller and smaller, (laughs) just like, okay. So, she goes into a subdivision, and then I finally get to the subdivision, and I'm like, where did she go? And so, I look, and she went to a cul-de-sac, just kind of like doing circles, doing circles, waiting on me. Just waiting for you. And then, yes, just waiting on me. And so, I finally, when I pulled in the subdivision, she's like, where have you been? Like, oh my gosh. I'm like, Steph, I'm... I'm just not at your pace here. Just like chill out. So we go through the subdivision and there's some like big, big hills. Okay. And so we go through the subdivision, gets to Reynoldsburg Normandy Road. Okay. And we get to this main road again. She's like, you know what? Do you mind if I just go by myself? If, if we, uh, <laughs> if I just start going by myself and I'll just meet you at how, the house. I'm like, are you serious? Steph. This wasn't supposed to be toward the black lake. This was supposed to be just a joyride. You and I having a fun conversation, enjoying the day, nice weather. She's like, I know. I just can't, I can't do this. I can't like bike it this slow. This isn't fun for me. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. So, Dr. Stan, this was like halfway, halfway to our house, right? So, I'm like, sure, fine. I'll see you at the house. So, I start biking and there's some like inclines and stuff getting to our house and then I'm not used to this, of course. So turn, and we're probably, gosh, two miles away from the house. And I'm gassed. I am gassed. So I pull into the subdivision, and I just, like, drop the bike. And I sit on the the sign of the subdivision that says, like, you know, Clark State subdivision. I'm just, like, sitting there just gassed as the cars are going by. And so someone actually stopped, like, sir, are you okay? I'm like, yep, I'm fine. I'm just, I just need to take a rest. And so then I think I got on the bike, went another mile, and then walked the rest of the way. Walked, his, walked so, yeah. with the bicycle with the back bicycle. to the house because I was He was just done. I was over it. I was done. I was mad I was mad. Getting uh, like <laughs> throw the bicycle in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> and of course I tell Steph that I walked with the bike and she's just like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Why would you do that? You literally you walked on the road with the bike beside you. Yes, I did. That's just, why would you do that? That's That's marriage right there, though. Okay, so I have an important question here, okay? And we can edit this out. Sure. So feel (laughs) free to vent and be an open book. So if I gave you some truth serum right now, all right, I want to hear hear your answer. So I started looking at the results, okay, of the U.S. Olympic qualifying qualifiers, okay? So two of the three runners, female runners, who qualified for a future... You know where I'm going yes. with this. Yes. For a future, if if there's a Olympics, they are from Kenya. Yeah. And I started looking into it, and they recently, when I say recently, last two to three years, both of these runners gained U.S. citizenship. 
And so my question is, so I was starting to get fired up. I'm yes. like, that's not fair. That's <laughs> right. like me going over to Kenya, getting citizenship and taking a spot on their U.S. national basketball team, yeah. right? Like that's that just doesn't feel right. Because you said if they were at their own country, they, they, would they wouldn't qualified. make it. Qualified. They would not have qualified. So what is the attitude, I guess, of yeah. U.S. born runners when you're racing against Kenyan born runners who are recently yeah. have gained citizenship, right? Because they they've actually taken spots on the U.S. team. So how how does that work? How's the attitude? So I, the I think you I think you'll be surprised at how non controversial. My answer is, but I think... Okay, so I want you to be truthful I am. here. No, okay? I am. So. No, I, I'm totally being truthful because I have had, actually had a lot of people ask me about that because it's they're like, really? you know, how do you feel about that? And um, the girl who won, Alephine Tuliamuk, I got... She was second in Pittsburgh the year that I was third. And she was Kenyan, I believe, at that point. I think she's from Kenya. Um, but she's, she became a citizen and then she started kind of like making her rounds on the u.s running circuit like there's road races that happen every year that are usatf affiliated and she is really well loved um amongst a lot of the american runners like she's in a training group and these girls went to college in the u.s and have not been i don't know that they've maybe done training stints but have primarily lived here and so for me it's easy to think like oh you know they're not Americans, they're, they're new American citizens. It's different. But then I think honestly, part of the beauty of our country is that, I mean, these, these girls are really proud to be American. Like it's not, I truly believe it's not just to be, you know, on our Olympic team because they wouldn't maybe make it in Kenya. So, um, they have, they're able to have a different type of life here maybe, um, or they've got ties. I, they might've married somebody from here that they met in college. And so I, I wasn't bothered by it. I don't know what it would feel like to be somebody who was one spot away, but I really think that they all are, they're so tight knit and they have a love and respect for one another at that level. And most of those women have been racing each other pretty closely for a long time. So I don't, I don't feel like there's any bad blood. Animosity. Or I don't feel like there is. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a great answer. That's a very good answer. That was a great That's a much better answer than I would have said. No, Especially when, like, I'm not invested and I'm getting fired up, like, looking at the results. I'm like, that's so not right. But it's sort of like if I go to a race locally and uh, there are going to be a bunch of Kenyans and Ethiopians there, um, my initial gut reaction is like, oh, man, you know, but then I'm like, and that kind of then, but if I do all that day, that kind of elevates my performance, right? Like the better, totally faster people we get to run against, um, then it, it makes us better. So are you sponsored? I run for Columbus Running Company. Yeah. So that's ah. a local running store. They've got several locations. They're actually getting a new location in Powell, I think in the near future, but um, group of guys started the store a while ago and just love running, love the running community. They do a lot of, um, group runs just at no charge. You show up and be part of something. Really? And so they have a team and we actually had, um, three girls and two guys, sorry, four girls and two guys go to the trials from our team. And then one guy wow. who had been on our team, um, who I think is kind of unaffiliated right now, but still like well loved by our team. So. And I believe she's also sponsored by Murphy Chiropractic. <gasps> Murphy Chiropractic. As well. Yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely. Not Phillips. It's no. Murphy. Murphy. Still, so, yeah. So Murphy. when Steph's like, I think we should, I would love to interview Dr. Murphy. And I'm like, again, this is like two weeks right. ago. I'm like, who's that? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, babe. Christina Murphy. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Phillips Murphy. Phillips, yes. Okay. Every okay. time. Every time. Every time. So I this answered week a I got lot. in my head. It's, it's, good. it's Christina good. Murphy. Absolutely. What's your meal of choice after? So it depends. I know I said in my um, on my trials bio page, it's like something salty and a beer. And after <laughs> Atlanta, um, my dad actually was like, can I get you some French fries and a beer? And it was like, sure. And then I really had to muscle it back. I was not feeling great, but, really? but I did it. I committed. But yeah. <laughs> so, so out of everything, you know, Steph and I were talking beforehand. I'm like, Steph, it's, it's amazing. I said, she, how she balances being a mom, being a doctor, being this marathoner. I'm like, she probably homeschools, probably grows <laughs> her own vegetables out in her backyard. Nope. nope. Right. <laughs> but what, what are you most proud of after, out of all this? Cause again, you didn't yeah. start running this for several years after yeah. chiropractic school and college. And like, so what are you most proud of out of all of this? Um, you mean like kind of my life or in like running just or? from your running career yes yeah honestly I think that the I'd have to say the thing I'm most proud of is that I've grown to be a lot more resilient because now um yeah I don't mind working hard I, I actually love the process of training I actually can enjoy downtime and days off now more than I used to too um but I think just I'm kind of proud of the fact that if I, if it isn't my day, I feel like I'm able to leave it behind me pretty quickly. Um, I definitely like to pick the next thing that I'm going to shoot for, but I recognize now more than I would have again when I was younger that at the end of the day, if I put my best effort forth, um, that's really what the running is to me. I want to be that weird, like elderly person that you're not sure if they're walking or running that's going down the sidewalk. (laughs) I'll be so happy. My knees will be knocking together and I'll be, you know, like that's, that's my goal. (laughs) I just want to do it forever. (laughs) So can you share with anyone who's listening to this down the road, can you share briefly the story that you told us right when you called in, in regards to you got a scholarship to Ohio university to run and what happened after you, graduated from, from Bloom Carroll. Yeah. So I graduated from Bloom Carroll and for people who like numbers, I was running about probably 30 to 35 miles a week was my probably peak mileage in high school. And I got a partial scholarship to OU to run distance. So I was going to run cross country and then probably the mile and you know 5k and whatever else in track. So the summer before my freshman year I started training with higher mileage and got injured pretty quickly and couldn't run, had a total of three surgeries, a boatload of cortisone into my knee. And, um, after all of that was, they kind of looked at me and this is three years later and kind of shrugged their shoulders and said, I just don't think that you're going to run again. And I would say I was pretty, I was pretty devastated. Um, cause at that point I would have been happy probably just running 20 minutes a day. Cause I just love, I loved the feeling of going on a run. And so I found a woman who was a chiropractor and she had treated some friends at Ohio State, and she was her name is Robin Hunter. She was the first female chiropractor to work the Olympic medical team. Like she's just cool, like awesome. And she helped me, and she didn't give up on me. And so, um, 
I saw her the first time and it hurt so bad that I threw up. So, so I learned from somebody good stuff. Um, yeah, that I, I understand that. I got in my car afterwards and I was like, oh, I kind of can't wait to go back. And, <laughs> and, uh, like I could tell something good happened. And so I continued to see her kind of intermittently and I, I felt a lot better. I felt like I was finally healing and I started running just a little bit and then decided I wanted to go that route for a career because she had done so much for me and I wanted to kind of aspire to do that for people. And so I kind of switched gears and majors and I went towards chiropractic school and then ran for fun and, you know, might try and train a stint here or there, but I didn't really start doing any significant training until I was probably 31. So, I mean, yeah, I had a nice little kind of break away from that competitive running where I focused more on career. And then I met my husband and all that good stuff. So that's quite the sabbatical. That's amazing. From the summer before freshman year OU to then competing at age thirty-one. Yeah, and qualifying for the yes in her first marathon. In her first marathon. That's true. That is phenomenal. And you know, I I have to not that my career is anything like yours, but I remember when I was in college, I loved triathlons, and I went too hard, too fast. Kind of like, because you yeah. had said to us before we started this podcast that, you know, you were doing 35 miles a week and then you had upped it. Like somebody Doubled sent you a program, yeah. Yeah. well, almost tripled it. You were doing over a hundred miles. Well, not, in, right. not at that point, but I did like closer to 70. So I did double it. Oh, you did double it. So you were right. Um, what did you say? You were right. I'm glad we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I hurt myself in college and I could never run again until I met you and I and I am like I would just really like to run. You're like, oh, we'll make that happen. And oh, I didn't remember year, that. I love that. Yep. And last year I started running, you know. And you're like, Stephanie, just go a little bit off and on. And I did exactly what you said. And by I think this was in May, and by July I was in Myrtle Beach with my dad, and we were running, you know, a 5K together, and it was the best feeling and in I the world. I love that. So it's I obviously you in your that. blood. I know this too. So. My yeah. dad's a stud. He's so definitely he remarkable. He's a stud. Yeah. Yes, he is he's very impressive. Yes. That's true. So before we let you go, any good high school stories, Dr. Christina from the Bloom Carroll High School? High school stories? Do you still do you still go back to Carroll at all? Um, I got to go. So I got to be um, entered into the Hall of Fame in January, February, February, January, February. And that was the first Congratulations. time. Congratulations. Of this year? Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good for yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, it was so funny. I hadn't been back there in, well, I mean, a long time. We had our 20-year reunion two summers ago. So it's it's been a while. And uh, it was over in the middle school, I believe, in the new gym. It's okay. beautiful. It's okay. unbelievable there. But anyway, that's the first time that I had been back. But um, yeah, Bloom Carroll's stories, I don't know. I remember, yeah, it was just small and it's a country school yeah i yeah. loved it though like i wouldn't have yeah. i wouldn't have uh changed it kevin was always just the nicest guy in the school <laughs> he's a really good basketball and player i didn't remember that you ran track <laughs> that's okay there's that's a reason okay. but you did, reason didn't you do that. baseball too though yeah so what happened was my my senior in high school uh i broke my arm playing basketball and so I came back the second half of the year and I was taking pain pills just to 
just to play. And so instead of hurting my arm throwing, I was like, what the heck? Why don't I run track? Right? Because historically I'd been like the fastest guy on the baseball team or football team. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't I run track? And I soon found out track speed (laughs) is a lot different than the fastest guy on the football team, right? Or the fastest baseball player. Oh my gosh. So yeah, there's a reason why you don't remember me. So I made it. (laughs) So the the best moment for me, Dr. Christina was, so I ran the 400. Okay. The 400, for those who are not aware, it's for guys who are not fast enough to run the 100 and 200 meters, <laughs> but they don't have the endurance of like Dr. Christina running the 800 in the mile. Okay. So again, I have zero experience. I'm just running just to run. Okay. So, they, so they're like, all right, you're going to need to sprint this. I'm like, are you serious? I need to sprint this. And I, I had, I had practiced maybe one day as a 400. Okay. Because this Bloom Curl, like you said, Dr. Christine, it was not like a top-end track program, okay? Like, Dr. Christine maybe is probably the only individual on the men or boys and girls team that are qualifying for state. Uh-huh. Okay? So, I'm like, I got to sprint this whole thing? That's a one full lap? Like, yeah, that's how this works. Like, all right. So, I run it, Steph, and I'm like walking across the finish line. <laughs> no, you're not. I am, I am gassed. <laughs> I am gassed because I just take off sprinting and I get to the I get to that last time and I just like hit a wall. <laughs> so the four hundred's so the worst though. So they're like, okay, we need to work on your kick. I'm like, okay. The kick is okay, you gotta finish strong. You should be running hard at the end. Okay, got it. Okay, so next meet stuff. I take off. I'm like, I'm gonna pace myself. Pace uh-huh. myself. And then I like sprint across the finish line. And they're like, wait a sec. Okay. <laughs> you had point. too much in the tank here. <laughs> that that's not what we're expecting. I'm like, okay, which is it? Am I supposed to sprint it? Am I supposed to pace myself? They're like, you're supposed to sprint it, but you're not supposed to have that much in the tank at the end. I'm like, okay. So I get to the Mid-State League finals. Okay. So I qualify for the finals in the 400 meter dash. Okay. And whatever, I'm in lane eight. Okay. Which is either the slowest or the next to slowest <laughs> lane. Okay. <laughs> I had never ran in lane eight. So lane eight is going to be the furthest uh-huh. on the stagger, right? On, on on the curve, okay? So I'm out ahead of everybody. I'm like in no man's land. And I remember, you know, the track coach was like, listen, you got you to take off, right? Because you're not going to be seeing anybody and they're gonna, you're going to all catch up to you at that last 100 meters. Like, okay, got it. And so I'm literally like, I'm out in, it feels like I'm in right field, okay? Because I can't see anybody. Nobody's beside me, lane eight. So shoot off the gun and I take off and I'm like, oh, I'm crushing this. This is going to be like a, this is going to be like a school record, this one. Right. And so <laughs> I'm running as hard as I can, Dr. Christina. And I get to the hundred, I get around that second curve, get to the hundred meter. And all of a sudden everybody just like, I'm like, what is this? Like, look into my, I'm looking to my left and literally every, like all seven guys just like fly past me. <laughs> I finished eighth. <laughs> eighth out of eight in the, in the finals. Oh, because I was, I was, I can't Lady see anybody. You, oh my gosh. Yes. Lane eight. You don't see anybody until you get to the last, that last stretch. And then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere. Like, you know what oh. I love? Oh, Christina is so sweet. And she's like, Lane eight messes oh, with you. Tough one. It's not like she's ever experienced no. Lane eight in she's her like, life. That's what I've heard. Hey. <laughs> no. like, that's what I've read. I've heard read. Uh, I've read it, that Lane eight's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. 
<laughs> Never experienced it. But it's it's probably hard. It's uh, hard yeah, it was. <laughs> well, Dr. Christina, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Amazing. Um, you're such an amazing, not only woman, doctor, mom, but the fact that you, you know, you had a you had a great high school career. It wasn't the best. You never even got to make it to your college because of your injury, but yet you kept persevering, you know, through surgeries. And you're like, I just feel like I just want to run. And you did it. And not only have you won Columbus marathons, marathons which are huge yes. marathons, but then making it to the Olympic trials twice while, you know, training while pregnant, while, you know, caring for your two year old and having, a having an incredible you know, chiropractic practice. You're just an amazing Oh, no, you're too kind. So we, of course, want you on just because you can certainly be an inspiration to so many people. Inspire people. So listeners, if you want to get a hold of Dr. Christina Murphy, do not go to her Instagram site. Mm -hmm. I'm going to beef it up. She might, (laughs) you might get an eighth post here sometime in 2020. (laughs) But you can go to her website, which is, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's MCPC. Dot business dot site. Is that correct? I am not sure. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> I think so. If it's different, we will or put it in the show notes. Or you can find our, our, we have a business Facebook page too. So you but can find Murphy that. Yeah, Murphy Chiropractic Performance Center. Center. Yeah. Dr. Christina, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks guys. I appreciate, I appreciate you. Listeners, if you like what you just saw, like what you just heard, please go to iTunes, go to YouTube, and subscribe, rate, review this podcast. That's the only way we'll be able to continue to produce this. Where else can they go, Stephanie? They can go to kevinandsteph.com. That's all I know, though. So, is that it? You crushed it. Yes, crushed it. Thank you, listeners. The story of my life, I give a love. She's broke.